0: Hi. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I was like I was like in the middle of drinking something. Hello. Welcome to <laughs> Brave Space Live. I am Tyshell. I am a diversity, equity, and inclusion practitioner and learning consultant. And this is my host. I got it right this time. what did you call me last time? No, no, no. I just the, the direction that I point in. I always point Oh in the yeah. Way.
1: The camera's backwards if you're watching the video. <laughs> I was like, I'm a host. That's what I am. Yes, my and my here's <laughs> my co-host. Yes, my name is Mel, and I am an author and an activist and uh and a social ethicist. So welcome to Brave Space Live, where we'll be having tough
0: conversations around anti-oppression, racism, and communal healing, learning and growing together. And today we're talking about race and ethnicity and can white people be white and also ethnic? And what does that look like? Disclaimer, we do not have the answer, but these are some things that we know about race and that we've researched and that we've learned all together.
1: Yeah, so right? this should be a good conversation and we don't want to necessarily tell anyone what to think per se in this conversation, but we do want to grapple with some really tough questions and tough issues in this. So here we go. Absolutely. So uh, we wanted to talk about the question of whether white people can be ethnic or should be considered ethnic. And this is a conversation that we can go around and around in circles on and I'm really excited to talk about it actually because it's it's a, a thing that comes up a lot. For example, I saw an article in Slate a couple of months ago where someone was writing in saying, mm-hmm. I'm a third generation American. And about a year ago, I started to get more interested in the culture and wanted to research a little bit more of my Irish heritage. So this basically consisted of me reading a few books about the Irish history, uh, making a few new recipes, and learning about the origins of my family's uh, names. To my surprise, my POC friends got upset saying that Irish Americans have no culture and it was just a dog whistle to becoming interested, to become interested in Irish history. That, that mm. white folks researching history of our families and whatnot was a dog whistle. So what are your thoughts, Tyshell, when I read that initially? So to me, I don't, I, I wouldn't say I 100% agree.
0: I would have to, I would have to see what the context was and what that person was living like to say that. Um, cause I think on a context, I, I mean, I could see if, if that person was like, well, I'm not white, I'm, and then try to detach themselves from whiteness uh, overall would be problematic to me because I don't get to detach myself from black. Like what I love to like, not have to be black. I'm in, a, in the, I can't even say it because in the context of now in America, I can't see it, but what i love to, um, there are, and so in, in the same context, there are people who are um, repatriating or immigrating African and black people, black people immigrating to Africa. So they don't have to live in the world where they are black, where they just are right. That's mm-hmm. happening as well. That's like a big, you know, the 1619 project brought that about. So I, I would say, can you do those things? Absolutely. If you are, un, if you are not tethered to your Irish culture, yes, but, are you trying to detach yourself from whiteness by doing so? I think that's more of the question,
1: right? So do we, so yeah. So there's a few questions I think that come up. That's a really good point. Like, do we just get to opt out of our racial identity when society is what determines whether, you know, someone's not gonna look at me, for example, and say, oh, that's a black woman. That's just not gonna happen because that's not the way my, my body is read in a racialized context same thing for you someone's not going to look at you and say that's a white woman because that's that's not the way your body is read so we don't just get to choose i don't i don't just get to choose like oh i i'm you know irish and welsh and i'm no longer white i i don't that's not up to me that's not a choice i get to make because it's not a choice you get to make
0: i think it's i think it's also too so i'm thinking about a couple of different things and some you know we, and, and I think as I've been doing, as we've been doing more race and, anti, and anti-racism anti work, you think about all of, I can go back through so many of the different stories in my life, right? And think about, like I had a friend who was, uh, or a classmate, let me not call her a friend, I, I wanna make sure I reserve the right, the right set of terms for people, but um, a classmate of mine who, li- we lived in the same neighborhood so we would ride home together sometimes, and she would say, I didn't know I was a Latina until I came to America. Because in Ecuador, I'm just Ecuadorian in general, but that's our, that's more of my nationality. So I never really thought about being a Latina and what that means. So Hmm. these are things that we have, that we have conversation about in American context. And not that to say that some of these things don't exist in the world around us, of course, but our American context and what it means to, to have white people given something up, have white people engaged with that. What does that look like? You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So I think it's hard.
1: And the other way I've seen this research resurface in conversations, for example, when I've posted, you know, videos or content online about the history of the slave trade or the history of racism in in our country, there's almost always a white person who says, well, Irish people were slaves too, therefore uh, my people are also oppressed. And it is not the same whatsoever. And to bring that up at that moment is is really sensitive and, and horrifically damaging. So, I, I think it
0: is. So I think part of that is that if you're trying to take away from what's happening, because there, there isn't, when we talk about, you know, indentured servitude of, of Irish Americans or slavery of, of Irish Americans in Ireland, that's very different from chattel slavery. There is, you know, the same way there we, we don't get into like, there are many different. Um, there are many different types of genocide. There are many different types of. But we have to call it what it is at that time for that group of people. And chattel slavery is very specific to this America. The, the transatlantic slave trade and chattel slavery, as we know it, and how it has its lasting effects. You can't take away from that. Nobody is. No, people. People of color are not walking around saying you. You're in your country. In the country that you come from, that never happened to you. Like I would never go to a country and tell somebody about their history but when we are talking about this American context who has that where does that sit and how can we all how can we have that conversation without taking away from other people and
1: understanding right yes yeah so it's not it's not inherently bad to talk about indentured slavery of indentured servitude of Irish people right, but right. when you talk about it in the context of another conversation that's happening around the transatlantic slave trade and how that's impacted oh. racial categories in the United States for 400 years, that's when it becomes insensitive. So it's a context thing, yeah, right? Absolutely. So absolutely. you're not trying to say the Irish, my Irish relatives didn't suffer. Like that's not the point of that. It's, it's no, the point. No, exactly. I mean, and
0: that's the thing is I think yeah. when we get into, I, I think people have an open door to this conversation in an American context because we live here, right? And that, but we all are a part of this social construct that we call race. Right. Which has which race has created racism or racism then was created for race was created for racism. Right. So we still all have some buy into that and we can have conversation about it. But who does it affect and how they walk through the world is the conversation that we need to be having. Right. And, and at that moment, I, I, I do not sit as a part of every um, minority or min, minoritized group. So when they're having conversations, I'm not like, but what about me, right? Like I have to. Yeah. We can't do that. What aboutism? You know, we have to be able to engage with what's happening at that moment. I can't run through and say what about this type of, you know, ill in the world, because sometimes they are compounded, and there's there are people who live in those margins. There are black people, black Irish people, black Irish queer people, right? Like we have to be yeah. able to have those conversations. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And I think the one about is really problematic. And I actually heard this, like, it kind of reminds me of the all lives matter argument. Um, and I actually heard a really helpful um, analogy for this that would might help explain this as well. And con- content warning a little bit for this, even though we don't normally get the give those. But let's say that you're attending the, the funeral of someone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if someone walked into that funeral and say, Well, you think, you know, Sally's life mattered, Erica's life mattered, whoever you want to say. What about all these other people who died? Right? But we're at a funeral right. for that person. We're talking about that specific thing. We're we're allowing the community to grieve over that specific instance. And when you come mm-hmm. in and you talk about, Well, what about this person? What about that person? Why why don't you be sad about them? It's just horrifically insensitive. So And it also just doesn't make sense because you can have your time to grieve
0: and maybe we can even grieve together. And so I, yeah. <laughs> in full transparency, I worked at, um, well not in full transparency in transparency, um, about myself. I worked in a university setting and I had a, you know, black lives matter sticker on, I had, and, and to be honest, I had, I had many different stickers on my office door because I wanted to represent other people. And what I did was when I put them up there, I took a picture of them, posted them to all these groups I'm a part of and says, is, do you see things that I'm missing or more things that I could add? Right. And then one of the things that was on, so to that part, I wanted to reach out to the community and say, what, what don't I see? What, what am I not a part of? But one of the things I had was a poster was, it was a thing that said black lives matter. And somebody, um, I had, we used to have whiteboards, which is like, when you work in a university, just don't put whiteboards anywhere because they're going to inevitably have the worst, grossest thing written on them. Oh, no. And at some point there will be some phallic symbol, like always, <laughs> always. Uh, and this is college people, anyway. But we, had, we all had whiteboards on our door for people to leave us messages, which I pri- took down right after that. And I had a Black Lives Matter sticker, and somebody wrote White Lives Matter on it. And I, and my, but my response to that was if white, and I, and I found a picture online and you can find them, if white lives matter, or if, I mean, sorry, they didn't put white lives matter. They put all lives matter, my my bad. They put all lives matter. And I said, well, if all lives matter, why aren't you here fighting with us? Right? So that's the thing. If we're having this conversation in the context of Irish people were also enslaved, then you should understand that slavery is a bad thing and you should be here fighting with us. Yeah, right? like right? that's the con- that's yeah, how we you,
1: turn that conversation. Use it as a point of empathy, not <clears throat> right, right, right. to like continue to ignore other people. Exactly. Right. So so let's define ethnicity as different from race because I see these words used interchangeably all the time and they're oh, not yeah. the same. So let's let's start there. Yeah? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's start there. All right. So go for it.
0: So no, no. I was gonna say you can also go for it as well because <laughs> I will say, and I'm gonna let you define it because I'll talk about how then they a little bit are the same and how or what they look like for me as a person in the body that I live in but yeah so please go ahead
1: so the term ethnicity actually I didn't realize how recent (laughs) it's only been since like the 1940s this term was developed uh to define a person's linguistic cultural religious and or racial origin so it's used in reference to someone's cultural markers and who they the people groups that they descended from not necessarily their physical appearance right. so it's more like a cultural group like a people group a culture so that which is hard that's why it makes it hard which is why irish is might be con- might be considered an ethnicity we need to get into that might be considered an ethnicity but irish True. is not a race white is a race black is a race latino is a race and so on and so forth actually race. latino is an ethnicity and not a race because of it oh. but we can have that conversation
0: okay. as okay well. yes, so it yes, seems yes. like
1: we're still wrapping our i'm still it, wrapping it, my mind it's around it.
0: so much because and the reason that it, it's not clearly defined is because race is a social construct there is yes. no genealogy to race but there is there is some markers of where you descended from, right? So the people of the Middle East and the people of, um, that are, and, and we all, if we all go back to like, yes, we all came from Africa, that kind of thing. But if you talk about people who are more, more recently descendant of places like the Middle East, they will have certain uh, traits or they will look a certain way. Like you can, this is why when we have the argument that like black people can't have blonde hair, it's like, no, those are there are groups of aboriginals that are have black skin and blonde hair, but that's where they're from in their, you know, because you become a part of um, the, the, the land and the place that you come from, right? So you start to look more, trop- people from tropical places are more tropical, you know, that kind of thing. But um, I think where it becomes hard is that because race is a social construct, it's hard to have these conversations at times, right? Because you don't act. There's no. There's there's not a clearly defined line. So when people say, you know, what's your race? Your race, your ethnicity, and nationality. For me, that's going to look very different from other people, for specific reasons of race and racism. Right? I'm going to say that my Um, my race is black, my ethnicity is black, and my nationality is black American, right? Specifically, I would say black. I would just say all three of those are black, but that's because I don't have a traceable lineage at all, right? And I did, and when people say, well, you can do DNA," did it, did it. And it gave me like literally the entire left side of Africa was like bubble, 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 all the way up and down. And then my earliest, my, my most close descendants are South, South Carolinians in, in America before the great migration. So that's not, it's not as traceable where European heritage is more traceable, right? So when we talk about that, when we talk about what ethnicity is, it's a culture, but it's also a culture tied to your racial makeup and, and or not your racial makeup, your racial, your racial lineage. Right. So it's not clearly defined, which is why we can talk a little bit about Latinos being having pretty distinct, you know, black, white and Taino native native Taino people. um, But their culture is Latino, uh, is is Latinx or Latin. Right. So that's how we get into that. So it's 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 a mess. (laughs) (laughs) I I just I went through all of that and I was thinking to myself, that's
1: a hot ass mess. But it it is, is kind of a hot-ass mess. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> well, so, so and going, going to this idea, though, that too, ethnicity is, when you think, okay, so everyone, de- everyone, all of us are descended from ethnic people groups, even if we don't know what those groups are, we are descended from those people groups, okay? But the mm-hmm. way colonization worked <clears throat> to subsume so many cultures within it and erase mm-hmm. them, That's where things get really interesting, too. Ireland is a great example of this. So the Celts had this incredible culture um, up through, you know, the third century A.D. You know, they had. um, So I'm kind of a student of neo-paganism and I love studying Druidry in particular. So Druids were like philosophers, um, peacemakers, scholars, herbalist, shamans of the Celtic islands Mm
0: -hmm. and the
1: Celtic people. But the Druids were persecuted and run out by roman colonizers in the third century so so rome colonized the celtic islands and then Mm. the british empire colonized the celtic islands so slowly you have all these indigenous religions and cultures pushed out over time so Mm. so now today after centuries of basically ireland being subsumed into whiteness is irish culture ethnic or is it just white or is it both right because you like yeah. if you go to a store and you see a print right like that looks african someone might say oh that's an ethnic looking print but you don't right. often go and see something with four leaf clovers on and say oh that is an ethnic print no that's right an and, that's, and the thing is, is also how we because of because
0: of because of language and how we use language it also matters, right? Language is an ever-evolving thing, and when you think, it's kind of like when you think urban. Like when I think urban, I like, or people say, "Oh, it's metropolitan." I'm like, "Oh, god, I hate that word." Or when people say, "Oh, we live in an urban area," it's like a dressy word for ghetto is what they usually mean. Or, or form formerly a. Uh, 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 a ghetto but now it's up and coming so it's urban right so like i I think about ethnic that way in that same like how language evolves over time when you think about something ethnic you think about minoritized people yeah and it's it's not necessarily always good or bad. they're like oh this is an ethnic so-and-so but usually because we've othered that into people who are not white yeah right so when we're having that conversation it is much of like can white people be ethnic? Maybe, maybe not, yes. And we can, we will come, I'm sure we will just go around and around because there's, we don't have the answer. Like there, I don't think, even scholars don't necessarily have the answer because. Yeah, we can't gatekeep
1: this. But I think the question is really interesting, but I agree with you. I think that word ethnic has been, come to be coded for. Right, Anyone right. who's not white, or anything that doesn't seem white, anything that seems right cultural. and not good. So yeah. when you think of like the, even even like
0: that, we were talking about
1: the term when I was saying the term hood,
0: right? Like oh, I'm from the hood, right? But that just came from neighborhood. So like, is it a bad thing? But it becomes coded language to say certain things. Like right. ethnic means brown. Like when you think yeah. about ethnic food, I'm not thinking like you know Irish potatoes. Like I'm right, not thinking right, right. I'm right. Not, thinking about
1: that
0: Um, I'm thinking about food made by by brown people right because of how we use it in our lexicon so it's really interesting because ethnicity is one thing but then ethnic is the same but are they they are alarmed they one is a you know the root word of another but are we using them even the same like when we use ethnic and we use when we use ethnic and we use ethnicity are we using them the same even
1: and I think it brings up the question of culture, and we, we wanted to talk in this episode specifically about what white people gave up to be white. Yeah, and yeah, when you right. think of something that's like ethnic food or ethnic, ethnic textiles or ethnic art, a lot of, that means not white, but that, that also means there's an implicit understanding there that whiteness means non-cultural, non-ethnic, right, right, non-grounded right, right, right. in specific cultural practices in a specific geographic place or with a specific people. And so, you know, that is that is part of what white people give up in order to have the privileges of whiteness and those power imbalances. And that is very interesting. And I think I've talked to quite a few white people who who wish that wasn't the case, wish, you know, we, we could, wish white folks could participate in culture without having to go through these backflips of all this colonization history, all of the history of, you know, Uh, not appropriating things like there's just so many mental gymnastics that you have Mm -hmm, to do mm -hmm. in order to connect to your quote-unquote roots Uh, right so I think that's interesting too because it's not as
0: if white people can't you know I mean and I say and I was I was thinking about this earlier because I worked with a bunch of students so I were I was the supervisor for I think eight students, and I'm sure one of them is listening because every time, every time we do this episode, every time we do an episode, he messages me later and goes, "Oh my god, I love you! Oh my god, we're drinking the same brand!
1: Oh my god,
0: we're both drinking, yes. we're both drinking seltzer." Um, Drink if you seltzer are w- listening today. to us and not watching us, and I'm drinking orange vanilla, and you are drinking <laughs> cranberry lime, cranberry, I have yeah. that over there. So delicious. we are, I, and I was the first time I picked it up. I was like, I don't this. want anybody to think I'm drinking a beer. It's a, it's a soda. It's a it's, <laughs> a it's not even a soda. It's a seltzer. Um, but so my student, he always messages me after he's going, Oh my God. So this is a a shout out for Connor. Um, I worked um, love, love Connor, love all of my students. So I worked as a supervisor for about eight students and they all were ethnically very, very different. So I worked, there was a, a, an Indian man, um, a black guy who is Haitian, um, a girl who was Peruvian Connor, who, is, um, I, I believe Irish, if, if I get this wrong, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, I believe he's Irish, but, and then another person who was, oh my goodness, why am I a fr- a girl who's Portuguese and, uh, another guy who was, I can't remember where he was from. Um, sorry, forgive me. It was 2016 to 2018 and 2020 has done, done a number on all of our brains, <laughs> but all of my students had cultural ancestry and ethnically belonged to these groups. They traveled back yearly with their parents. They spoke hmm. the language, they ate the food, right? Yeah. So, and it wasn't, and one of them was a recent immigrant, still had um, citizenship in Nigeria and was living in America specifically for school. But the Peruvian girl, she's, you know, she spoke fluent, the fluent language, uh, the language of that she was fluent in, right? Um, and I don't wanna get it wrong. And there was a girl who was Portuguese who's Portuguese, who I believe spoke some Portuguese, right? So they would say ethnically they still are because they have so much close ties to it. And um, they, it wasn't, they their white, they understood their whiteness though. So that's yeah. that that's part of it, right? Still being able to understand in this American context, even if I don't feel, right, specifically American, because in my household, we are ethnically, you know, whatever our ethnic heritage is, I am perceived as white, therefore I receive. And that's the thing I think that when we talk about, can white people be ethnic? It's like, could you say Mel that you are Irish? Sure. Could you say that you're Irish American? Sure. Could you practice um, uh, all your Irish culture? Absolutely. But when you say
1: I'm Irish, I'm not white, that becomes a very different thing. Because whiteness is not an ethnicity. Whiteness is very specifically not an ethnicity. You know, that, can that's... you be both? Yes. But can you be, can you, right. can
0: and I think, so, and I think when we talked about that, we talked a little bit about whiteness before. So I want to go back to like when white people became white. Oh, just mm-hmm. a little bit. We talked about this yeah. two weeks, a couple weeks ago when we talked about miscegenation and after Bacon's rebellion, which you'll have to look up because it's an entire history that it's you can look shit. up.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Um, uh, you know, we, the, the miscegenation laws is we wanted to stop people from gaining land. And when we tell people that whiteness was born out of supremacy, it's because they had these groups of people who they started accepting and they started accepting Irish and Italian people as white, right. And to, into their, their classic, their, I would say classism, their class specific, you know, like caste system, right. Um, the, this American caste system, and they had to find a term that brought in those people and left out brown people, specifically black. Right. So that's where they you and the term white was originally used for the pureness and high society elitism of white women because their skin was white, right? In like the sixteen early sixteen
1: hundreds, yeah, right.
0: So they weren't using it for everyone, but they no, you're fine. So they were using it for these young, pure white women, right? For and rich white women, and they were white because they weren't working outside; they didn't have to do any work, so their skin was more powdery white that was seen as pure. So, so then they started. So they were like, okay, we already have this term, and we're going to use it to name all of these groups of people who've come from different places who we've accepted in. And not to say that poor white people were not accepted in readily. It wasn't like, oh, you're white, oh, you came from this place, you look like me, you get to be a part of this group. It was something that had to be granted, and then to some degree at that point accepted. Right now, you can't really accept your whiteness. It kind of comes with the territory because of the groundwork that was laid before you. But that's where whiteness came from. It was it was born out of classism and supremacy to say these people are this and these people are not and can't have these riches or whatever or this this status
1: symbol. So, so when, it was born in a. If I can mm-hmm. jump in, it it was really became popularized when the British Empire colonized India right. because Britons wanted to. Distinguish themselves from mm-hmm. not Indians. So they started calling themselves white, not British. That's very interesting. So, really, whiteness throughout the last 500 years has come to signify looking like the colonizing class, mm-hmm. which were also Europeans. You remember back to the doctrine of discovery. This comes from Europe. This comes specifically from European nations Spain, France, Britain, all of the. All right. of the, the and I'm Ottoman Empire. Of the, there's, there's a lot there's of other ones. Italy, any uh, it, like light-skinned Europeans oh were yeah. colonizing the entire world and carving it up and and taking dibs on mm-hmm. land that did not belong to them. So whiteness came to mean looking like the colonizer. So therefore, that's why what what you t- said, Tashel, is really important. I think because um, because elite white people, wealthy white people, were considered more white than people who labored out in the fields and got a tan mm-hmm. from their labor. Mm-hmm. And that's that classism still exists. It's still implicit in the way we think of whiteness today, which is also very interesting. And
0: if you want to know what that group is, you can specifically reference or Google Berlin conference, because those were the people who decided to colonize Africa. And the thing that happened at the Berlin conference, that uh, tiny history is that they were all at war for who was going to be able to take the, um, the resources from Africa, right? But instead of deciding let's have a war, And, you know, they decided, let's sit down and have a conference about this, and whoever has the biggest army gets to take the most. So when you go to certain African countries and you see them eating pasta, you're like, "Mm, that was Italy's part, right? Or you go to French, African, they call them francophone African countries, that was France's part. And there are many different um, parts in there, so you can read about that. Because whoever had the biggest army, and I think Britain at that time had the biggest army, um, got the got big the biggest rule of that group of people. So though all of those countries were the 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 ruling, the colonizing um, group of people, and it's it's both very interesting to read and very horrifying to read that they were yeah. like, let's just have a conference and see who gets what, like from an entire country of people. I mean, I say I said country, I did it, continent continent i am let me be very aware that that africa is a continent and not a country i did it in that but like let's take all of this continent's resources but by doing it in a in a very i don't know sinister like civilized, but con- civilized, civilized sinister
1: yeah. Like, it's it's kind of like let's if you watch tea and talk about <laughs> dominating people. Like, I, was... I
0: have a bigger I have a bigger army than you. So we would kill most of your people. But let's have tea over this and kind of mm,
1: yeah, how you think about lawyers mm-hmm.
0: going, you know, like yeah. per, doing the case and then going to lunch afterwards after as, as you are off to like prison, they're like going to have lunch together. Yeah. That kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, so so, so then we, talk... we started getting into mis- miscegenation laws. This is really mm-hmm. important because it's specifically about the ownership of property. So you Mm -hmm. had like, you know, John Locke, the natural rights of man, humans, but man really in that day, let's be honest. You have the writing of the Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the pursuit of property, those property rights codified but they didn't want to give them to everybody they just wanted to give them to you know rich white guys so in order to say that all people have you know these inalienable rights you have to if you don't want to give those rights to some people you have to take away the humanity Mm -hmm. or deny the humanity of certain groups of people and race was a really convenient way to do that Mm -hmm. so it further entrenched this idea that white people are the fully human Right. And then and then it gets into this like later once, you know, we had the Civil War and uh, this is the last thing I'll say about history. I'm like such a nerd with this stuff. <laughs> she's, she's, you know, she's like ah, nerding ah, out ah. completely like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so history, then, go ahead, civil war after civil war. Right. So we had technically it wasn't clean, but supposedly slavery was abolished, which we now know was just reinstated in the prison industrial complex. But that's another conversation for another day. Uh, in the late 1800s, in order to continue to deny people's humanity and to deny people's right to property and right mm-hmm. to you know, human rights, basically, and to prop up things like Jim Crow and segregation, you had this whole huge scientific, quote unquote, scientific development right, called right. eugenics, where people literally invented scientifically sounding things to prop up the idea that some races are inherently superior to others. So this got put into our science, this got put into our medicine, yeah. this got put into our education system. It's like a it's like a cancer that grew through our whole society. So the development of race, you know, like like you said Tasha, a social construct. It was invented, but it was invented over a long period of time. If for you many, want and many, if you want to learn reasons. more, it's like yeah. if you want to learn more, you can go to Samuel you can google Samuel
0: Morton's Crania America, Americana, and he like Used, he used the Bible and what he called science. I think he was a medical doctor actually, or maybe not a medical doctor, but has studied medicine. I don't think he even actually got the doctorate and was like, I'm going to put the Bible and these two things together. And this is how we, the mongoid, the negroid and blah, 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 and this is, and because negroids have a smaller brain, they are not full humans, but this is where, this is where we get the, the trope that like, um, Uh, African-Americans or black people are descended from apes. And it's like, you you all realize that that's mostly hair, right? And under there, they're pink. So I don't know how you got that. But because they have smaller brains, they are not fully human, whereas white people have full... But, you know, and it's all i'm going to i'm going to um take your very high level analysis and say it's all built on bullshit like, like it the, is it is the high level analysis of that yeah. thing but you know it has a basis and it is social construct. So when we say that, when people say, well, then race isn't real, we're all one human race. Yes. But when we say social construct, we have to also put that into context of society has a social construct and we have, we live within it. So it has, it's like money is a social construct, but don't steal it from people because that's against the law because it means something in our society. Now on the planet Mars, does money, does our money with, or even if you go to a different country, does, well, we're in America, so it, it does. You can usually spend American money in a lot of places. But if you take your, you know, coins somewhere else, do they, Do they? can you use them the same way? No, but it is a social construct that we live by. Yeah. And even Try imaginary money doesn't
1: exist. It's very, 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 right. very
0: different. Like, I can't go and be like, I'm going to pay my rent with Monopoly money because it's all just paper <laughs> with a person printed on it.
1: No, but I get
0: I can use my piece of plastic that doesn't have any money in it. And it's supposed to represent gold. We can't even get into the conversation of money because every time I'm like, I'm I'm freaked out by it. I'm like,
1: I don't have gold (laughs)
0: bars anyhow. But yes, so so it is a social construct, but it means something.
1: It means something. And and here's the thing. And we have a very interesting um, comment on TikTok that I want to address in just a moment. Mm -hmm, Thank you, you, uh, Lady Norma for asking this. We'll get to that in just a moment. So, so what happened was by the time you hit the 20th century, the, the codification of racial categories is so strong that mm-hmm. roving bands of white people have just gone bananas. Like they have just gone berserk in, in cruelty and horrific practices, like the implementation of like white pride, hate groups that, mm-hmm. that seek mm-hmm. out to, to torture and hurt people of color. Right. Right. The whole, the white pride movement was just full force and it still is in some parts of the country let's be honest so as a response to that and I'll let I'll hand the mic back to you Tyshell for this as a response to that black pride arose right wouldn't you say right, or right. is that how I you mean, say it
0: it. it uh, yes I would say it arose partly because once we gained rights right like we're going to talk after Jim Crow to some degree um or even you know after black people became free That's, you know, we were no longer enslaved in a certain sense where we had freedoms. People, you know, wanted to very much kind of keep our move, our movement to certain places, right. And keep our, our class to a certain thing. Right you no longer work for us but how can we get you back into that this is where we get vagrancy laws and things like that where you if you're poor and you're homeless you can go to jail but you know this is how you know it changed but black pride became a thing because we had to have conversations about being proud of who we were and not um being susceptible to the fact that like i'm black and i feel so bad for myself like i want to be proud to be who I am and in black pride also arose because we didn't have a specific connection to where we came from. So we had to literally rebuild and this is where we can talk about, you know, African or AAVE and African languages. We had to rebuild because everything was taken from us. If I don't know who my African ancestors are, where my homeland is and all I have is here, then I need to build something, some culture around it. This is also why you can see, uh, I could talk to a black person from California, and although we may be regionally different, some of our culture is still the same because we all came from, you know, those places, right? And you can buy it, you can you can learn and not buy into, but learn in that culture what that is. I've talked to black people from across the country and been and we will still say some of our parents said the same things growing up because it's an extended culture that we had to have which is why we have black pride because we had to build something here.
1: And and the designation of black as a race was originally created by white folks as a mark of shame, right? <laughs> right it was right, meant right. to shame and belittle black, black people. Yeah. So it's like isn't that like a reclamation of like no, you you meant this for Bad, but I'm going to turn it around and make it a mark of pride for myself. Yeah, but and,
0: and even that has a. We could go into that for a long time. That okay. even that has a very long history because, you know, you go from Negro or you know I'm not going to say the other word and because I, I I don't have a problem with people of color saying it. I'm just not going to say it in mixed company. Like, That's this is not the conversation for that. Yeah. You go from Negro. To colored, to African American, right? To now, people claiming black, right? And it, it's a it's a journey because we are all a part of this social construct and learning how to detach ourselves from the supremacy of whiteness. Because believe it or not, you know we all are taught in the same system. So the things that you are taught to value, black people are also partially taught to value as well from our educational systems. So we have to be able to to away from that and say i I'm, i am this and the, i am okay i am this and i accept that i am this and i am proud of that right so you know being being a part of that as well yeah i think that makes sense
1: so this is a really great comment so i want to get back to this yeah. so the comment is respectfully when living in a foreign country it's clear that there is such a thing as white american culture uh and i both agree and disagree with that um and i really asked somebody once I asked somebody on
0: TikTok yeah. what is white culture and I think and here's the thing <laughs> when people say American culture they're automatically assuming, assuming whiteness right in other countries they say you all are American there was a con- there was a conversation about this on TikTok the other day it was like when y'all say like Americans y'all don't have health insurance it was like but that's a white American thing that we that black people did not choose. We did not choose this. This is a, a construct we live under. If we look at who runs the country, so when we're talking about white American culture, I, I it's so hard because some people will argue, yes, we do, and I'm like, please tell me what that culture is. How did it ex- what do what what do you think signifies white American culture? Yeah, what could you name? So, <laughs> please, if you have some, please tell us. Let's to name get into some. This.
1: Yeah. So when I think of a set of cultural practices, I think of long history developed on purpose and developed more or less independently of uh, like capitalism, consumeristic culture. Right. Mm -hmm. The first things that come to my mind when you say white American culture are Mickey Mouse. Okay, which is like racist has racist origins. Yeah. And was sold to, it was really sold to us as like a a set of consumeristic practices. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think of mayonnaise, which is from France. And I think of casseroles, which maybe casseroles are like the only white American thing, but like every other white American culture, you think white music, like quote unquote folk music, like derived from blues, right. Which is, which is a contribution from black Americans, Americans. I was actually
0: just watching somebody's TikTok about how grunge originated. The, the, the genre of grunge really originated with um a couple of a, a black woman into one group and how we you know paula the don she's amazing if you follow her on TikTok, she is amazing for all things music and she was talking about the bam bam which is a group um and how grunge um they put grunge on the map in the 90s right so um it, it, or what the origins are or what these origins are i can't think of anything that i would say is white
1: White right American when we say American.
0: things like yeah. uh, apple pie, like that, but is that a culture? Is that one food a culture make? <laughs> and when we dig I don't into know, that's it, a good question.
1: I mean, maybe we can't decide for sure. But when I think of like, okay, so I, I spent a summer in Italy, which was an amazing experience. But I think of like the quote unquote ugly Americans, the tourists that I saw come through, the the ones who were like noticeably like culturally white Americans were it's like never good. Were were like wearing Hawaiian shirts, like asking loudly for directions and like totally culturally insensitive and incompetent. Right. Like, so when people say oh you
0: have ve- you're very American they yeah. usually don't mean that it's like a good thing they're like that's, you're loud you are you are
1: insensitive you are self-involved so, and it's like wait a minute like, yeah. y'all so, can keep that so. I think the challenge I guess if you're listening or watching this is like think about what might be white American culture that's not Consumerism, and that's not and just not insensitivity. When you think about white American
0: culture, also think about: is that a white American practice, or did white people colonize? Whiteness colonize that from another yeah. culture, and you just think of it as white. Exactly, like mayonnaise is a perfect example for right. that. Hammer, so that's why I barbecue. Think. <laughs> people think that barbecue is American or is white. Um, barbecue, and I had this conversation literally last night with the book club that I I run. Um, Barbecue came from black people in the South and it became because we were, because enslaved people were given the worst parts or more rancid meat, right? Mm -hmm. And to be able to one, get the bugs out, they would add things like vinegar, which is we know is the basis of most barbecue sauces. And then they would add dry spices to it so then they they started developing barbecue sauce or smoking the meat because it was already either really terrible or really hard to eat then it became like ribs there's like barely any meat on a rib but and it's mostly bone but you're going to marinate it soak mm. it smoke it and then lather it in barbecue sauce and it's the most delicious thing you've eaten but that comes from enslaved people needing to eat and us and us knowing I'm sorry, you colonized the world for spices and then you didn't use them. You know, that's what they say. So, <laughs> us knowing how to use these spices to, to make something edible, right? So, even yeah. when you think about barbecues are um, American, no, it's not. You can keep, you can keep uh, I don't know, casserole if you want to, but I
1: don't know. Okay, Hot dogs and sure. like,
0: hmm.
1: Yeah, but so when, the, and this is why I say that whiteness is not an ethnicity, it's not a cultural Practice. It's not a set of cultural practices, in my opinion. Okay, you can differ from me, that's fine. But in my opinion, the cultural legacy of whiteness, we're not talking about European ancestry, we're not talking about your Irish roots, but we're talking about whiteness in particular as a racial category. The cultural legacy of whiteness is colonization, amassing wealth, stealing mm-hmm. things from other people. And honestly, like from an arts and entertainment perspective, minstrel shows like that's it that's kind of all you got and then like consumerism that came later but that's minstrel the thing. Shows. if you want to say that whiteness is a culture you have to buy into all of
0: it you got to buy into all of it right so we you know as being a black person we take the good with the bad and maybe you don't see maybe white people don't always see when we do that because it's not a conversation that we always have in front of white people like there are some things about black culture that black people are trying to like really reckon with like our our thought process of being, being Christian and taking everything to Jesus and not going to therapy. Uh, that's an, a massive thing that's happening in the black community that we're really reckoning with, right? And being like, we can go to therapy and celebrate Jesus or whatever the case may be. is It's a huge thing. This is why black women are in going to seek therapy in large quantities right now, because we have to be able to, so we have to be able to, 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 um, deconstruct and unpack that. But if you say that whiteness is a culture, you gotta take the good with the bad. So you can't just be like, um, because there's, there, and there was, I don't know, if anybody's gone to Urban Outfitters, I'm sure if you, if you were a teenager in you know the 90s, 2000s, mid 2000s, I think, you've been to an Urban Outfitters. And they used to sell these books. And there's even, a, I think there's a, one of those blog sites that happened back in the day that it was called Shit White People Like.
1: <laughs> and it was like,
0: it was like, the, right. It was like the long list of white, of what white culture, what we would call white culture now. And it's like, one of the things on the list was like coffee, but it's like coffee didn't come from white people. It came, yeah. you know, Kenya, Columbia, things like that, South America, but white yeah. people love coffee. It's like white people love Birkenstocks. So it's like, okay, but that's a lambskin shoe probably coming from alaska or alaskan natives to keep
1: themselves warm okay and it had if you i could i'm gonna google this list while we're there's so this. many examples i know vanilla comes to mind of like you think of like vanilla ice cream as being like the neutral or the you know the normal right yep, the, the yep. flavor that goes with everything is like a lot of times like white people are like vanilla people but vanilla is doesn't it originate in madagascar it's it's yes. not at all european at all so it, there's just Yeah, when you peel back the layers of appropriation, of colonization, of money, like there's not much left. And that's why, and and when you pair that with the history of the violence of white pride and what that has done, the terrorism that that has wreaked on our country for centuries, that is why I choose not to be proud of whiteness as a race. That is why white pride and black pride are not the same at all they can't be considered and, the and, same and, at all. It, it, that's not us taking. i mean i i agree but i'm not taking
0: anything away from white people being having an ethnicity or understanding their ethnicity the num i, I googled uh things white people like and, and the number one thing was coffee coffee uh, yeah and the, it not not white and then not yoga weird. also not, not white. white so i'm yeah. looking at this list <laughs>
1: There's Toyota. a lot of them. I'm
0: gonna say this of like the Toyota Prius. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this li- if you've ever googled Toyota these Prius, lists, it, not white. Yeah. so
0: funny. Uh, expensive white, sandwiches. Maybe, I mean, I if white know.
1: people are good at one thing, it's like stealing and appropriating other things, other people's yeah. things. Like that's what we're real good at. That's that's what. That's Here, how here's we've, one. We've a lot of The idea of, of soccer. Because- <laughs>
0: And and I think it's so funny that it says the idea of soccer because people I think it is it's like so many white kids when they're small play soccer but how many grow up to be and and soccer is a really popular sport in other countries but we are yeah. like mm, football not soccer
1: yeah totally
0: I, I, I could I'm just gonna click through this list of oh it's kids. hilarious there's Vintage. so many
1: there's so yeah. many yeah. So, so I'm not,
0: I don't want to take away from white people being able to understand. And, and going back to the article, the Slate article you started with, do I think it's a dog whistle? Only if you're saying, and I've had this happen to me where people will say, I'm not white, I'm so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah, but you have to, you have to accept the good with the bad. Like. When I leave America people are still going to see me as black because America has c- contextualized what blackness is and the only place I won't I'll go that won't see me in a black body is a place where everybody else's body is also black right which is why when we when we started this conversation before we got on air we were talking about how um, or maybe I think we started there even even in the conversation is that there's a big group of people going back to Africa because so they can see what it's like to live in Africa as a person without being having to having to be a black person and that doesn't get rid of all of our other problems but like what is it like i don't know what it's like to not think about my personhood as a black body in america
1: yeah that's fascinating and i think everyone has a right to decolonize their race and to understand how colonization has impacted us i think absolutely connect to your you know, Irish roots or connect to your, you know, West African roots, whatever Mm -hmm. roots you want to connect to, understand where you come from and, and the people who, who you're descended from and and what they believe and what they ate and what, how they dress. That's, that's, it's beautiful celebration of culture, but don't do it in such a way that causes you to deny or um, reject the very real implications of racial systems in our country today, or, or just pretend that those things don't exist, right? Exactly. So the answer is, we
0: don't know. And you can you can figure that out for yourself. But just, I think the thing that we kind of wanted to bring forth is that do so with the understanding of the implications and things that Mel just talked about. Like we can't tell you, if you walk around telling people, I'm not white, I'm Irish, like I can't stop you from doing so, but you're gonna be having conversations with people or people may wanna have conversations or the lack thereof with you and how you feel about those things, so.
1: And you might not realize how you're willing your whiteness as a weapon if you're not attuned to that. And, you know, seeing how, when you show up in certain spaces, like what, what your presence might be doing because your skin is red as white, even if you don't want it to be. Um,
0: Because I mean, to, to, to all in all, like, you know, there's a, there's a, and I'm going to, because um, the, 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 the the educational person in me, um, the, the learner in me says, uh, let's, let me bring up a book. So Charles Mills writes a book called the racial contract. And we talk about how, and it, it talks about how we all play a part in this racial contract and, and you can't mm. deny necessarily your part, but you can understand it and how it wields its power or it's, uh, oppression in your life.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, uh, so we, I wanted to kind of go into some of the things, our segment two, so what, what happened this week? And, and I'll, I'll start with one that I'm sure you all saw, but kind of glossing over that because it, it's, it's, I want to get it out of my mind, but the, the Sokotoa hollow, the teacher, the trigonometry teacher who dressed up, uh, dress, I'm not going to say dressed up, who wore a headdress, oh. um, to teach a trigonometry lesson, which I am glad that I saw Rebecca Larson, our mutual on talking about how you can teach this uh, trigonometry without,
1: um, wearing a headdress and the thing that really bothered me hold on hold well, on if you hold, if you haven't seen we I think we need to explain this a little bit more okay okay I where was this woman she's a teacher in California in California and uh, she was teaching a
0: trigonometry class about
1: Sokotoa she, the trigonometry rules right and she right. was wearing a her, like she made like a, a Native American type he- style headdress out of like construction paper. She was literally like hooting and hollering and dancing around the classroom and sitting on the desk and like like making fake Native war cries. It was so cringe. It like it just thinking th- th- about it hurts me right now. <laughs> so a couple
0: of oh, things. No. One, it was a, a Native American student recorded it because he just felt oppressed in that moment. And so oh shouts out to him being able to to stand up for himself in that moment and show this to the world. But here is wherein some of the problem lies she has been doing and the team that they placed her on leave. Yeah. The, the school has said they don't condone this, but she's been doing this for 10 years. How has no one said anything until now? Like what? How? And oh. there's a picture of her in the yearbook wearing that headdress. Of course there is. Yeah. So, so this. I think my problem is with the teacher but my further problem is with the school just distant. And this is what we're saying. This kind of goes back to what we're saying. You can't just distance yourself from the ills. It's a part of it as well. You can't just yeah. distance yourself from these ills and say, well, we don't condone this, but you yeah. did for 10 years yeah, until, You had to CYA, as they say, cover your ass and say, we don't condone this. And I'm not saying that the principal who's there now was the same principal who was there 10 years ago. Maybe that's not true, but she's been there for 10 years. It's been in the yearbook. And the thing is, it didn't just become wrong this year. It's been wrong
1: four years. And the whole thing of like... White people only holding themselves accountable when they get in trouble or when someone is mad about it. Why can't you police, like, please, police, sorry, I don't want to use the word. Why can't you regulate yourself and mm-hmm. say, well, mm-hmm. maybe this isn't such a good idea. Like, maybe we can we can try to not do that. I don't know. It's it's,
0: it's a hot really mess. Life. So, so the other mess. thing, what happened last week is we all know that Halloween just happened, I think Sunday. Um, and people always ask, like, what are you doing for Halloween? Every year for Halloween, I'm just hoping that uh, people don't dress up as other cultures. And especially in my culture, don't wear blackface. And every year it fails. Every single year we have been giving, I watched an episode of Bewitched, which is not the most culturally sensitive show, but came out in the sixties and they did an episode where they were going to show somebody wearing blackface and they paused the episode to talk about the context of why they were doing it. That was 1960, I think three. Wow. So it We, we you've known not to wear blackface for years. That's and a long every, time. It is, and every, and I think all of the people who were who made this show, except for the the daughter on the show, is or are, are, since passed away. So it's not as if because they were in their fifties and you know thirties, forties, and fifties when the show came on, but. It is in the lexicon, do not wear blackface, do not wear blackface, do not wear blackface. Every year we politely ask, hey, can you not wear a culture as a costume? Hey, can you not dress in blackface? And every year, every year somebody goes, I didn't know. There was a um, a, a a city official, I believe, I can't remember where he was, who said it was his freedom of expression to dress up as a character from the movie Coming to America. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's amazing, hilarious. But he dressed up as one of the characters and put on blackface
1: to do it. Like, uh, it's, <laughs> I think I don't know if it's a combination between just really bad education where like students are not being taught in schools. You know, for example, the history of minstrel shows and why that is so freaking hurtful. And also, I think a lot of white people, again, in this, like, the spirit of the colonizer still exists in so many white folks by saying, like, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, there was,
0: who was it? There was a, one of the talk shows was like, I think it's okay as long as you're not doing it in a bad way. No, don't what? do it. Just, please don't Why would do you it.
1: even want to, it's just such a weird hill to die on, right? Like, like why? I can
0: dress up as, like, there are so many little girls who go out for Halloween and want to be Elsa. But if I have a black daughter and she wants to dress as Elsa the snow queen, I don't need to put her in white makeup
1: to know that she's Elsa. Like
0: but even if I, I put did. a blonde
1: wig on, like what? What? but even if you did it wouldn't be the same because, right, because black no people don't have a history of minstrel shows dressing up as white people in really hurtful to stereotypical make fun ways. of them it wouldn't and be the same exaggerate right it would which be is the same the, which is why the movie white it. chicks is not nearly as offensive as right, blackface
0: right 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 absolutely you're you are absolutely and it, so i i mean in the last costume i saw that just really kind of breaks my heart is the little boy who was who dressed up as michael jordan but his parents put him in blackface like we all everybody knows I don't watch one lick of basketball have never seen Michael Jordan play a game but I know his number is 23 because he has the most um uh, the most ex- uh, uh, successful sneaker brand where you can repurpose them every three years and still sell them for $200 or more and I, he could why put a ball yeah. cap on your white baby but why you gotta put them black skin on them yeah, and, and I think, and it's just, it's just
1: too much. Please, Lady Norma says, uh, particularly since 2020, the consciousness of human beings um, is, or I would agree, feels higher, and oppressive things feels worse. Like if you didn't know before last year, you should know now. It seems like, but it, we the, have yes. talked and also the, about this, like white folks just "quote unquote" waking up to racism, and yeah, maybe that might be true, but like you didn't, you can't, you, yeah, christi- you can't go back. You didn't Christopher Columbus anti-racism. It's been going on for a long time. Right, right. right. We'll have to have a conversation on the, on this yeah. racial
0: reckoning of 2020 and how it has done some and then none for others. But yeah. I wanted I mean, to it's in, in, in this last nothing, But
1: still. Right. Yeah.
0: We have a, and I know we, we'll go a little bit over time, but I really wanted to get to this question that I saw on TikTok mm. um, that I actually answered. And this was a woman that kind of goes back to our can can white people be ethnic or can white people have an ethnicity? Um, And I'm gonna read the question. So they says, I adopted a white child and they were raised by a POC, me, a Latino woman. Is my child Latino? They are white. Um, Is my child Latino? He, they were raised in a culture, in the culture of, the culture and the customs in a Latin, what I would consider, what that person considers a Latin home. Are they Latino in ethnicity and white in race? Oh, that's a fascinating question. What did you say? I, I, what I said to them was because ethnic, ethnicity is tied, also tied to race, I would say, I would call them, maybe they are culturally, and this is how ethnicity, culture is a part of ethnicity, but ethnicity is not only culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as we talked about before, now when you read the definition of ethnicity, culture is in there, <laughs> but it's not the only thing you're finding here. Sorry. Um, when you read the definition of ethnicity, culture is in there, but it's not the only word. Yeah, they're not, definitely. They are not mute They are not the same thing. Yeah, but they're also not mutually exclusive, right? Yeah. So they are a part of each other. So yeah. I would say yes, that person is culturally Latino, yep. but they're not ethnically Latino. I wouldn't go around for them, and because, and this is a conversation we'll have to have a bigger discussion on. Um, it, or because uh, Latino people don't have a specific race, which is we can talk about, we'll have to talk about the census. I uh, w- listened to a great podcast on NPR Code Switch about the census and how the some other race categories, the biggest category, because Latino people don't feel black, they don't feel white, most of them, many of them, but they know that they are Latino, right? so uh or and i'm gonna say latinos because that's the category that they're but i would use the term latin with an e or latinx to encompass all people all genders mm. but yeah. i wouldn't say that that child is latinx i would say that that child is culturally ha- is culturally latinx, latinx or latinx, culturally yeah. latino because i think they um identify as a boy um but or as cisgender, but I would say that person is still white and they have to understand their whiteness. And that's what I said to the person who posted that question. And I say, and I used um, another instance because there's a woman on um, uh, Instagram called the Southern Bell and she wrote a book called um, something, something soul, but she was she's Korean and she was adopted by a black family. And that's a journey and conversation that she's had to have her name's Cynthia. Um, I can't think of her last name, but this is a journey in, in, in conversation that she's had to have because she knew she grew up culturally black, but she's not black. People yeah. won't ever perceive her as black. Her, even her adjacency to whiteness is going to be different than her black family as a Korean girl. It's going to be, people are going to see, you know, the model minority myth is going to exist for her in a different way, but she'll understand this culturally, this cultural thing. So when you're, when her white child goes out into the world, depending on how they choose or, or how they, how they look, how they choose to present themselves, how they engage, people will perceive them as white and their yeah. culture could still be Latin. They could understand Latin culture. They may be able to fit in with Latin culture, but then they are not Latin. It's the same thing for Rachel Dolezal, which a whole, which is a whole
1: different- I was just work. gonna ask about Rachel Dolezal. I mean, cause I, I think there would've been no issue if she had just said, I identify culturally as black, but the problem is she tried to pass herself off as a race that she was not born as. Right, and she right? if she said, and, and it's not to say that black people
0: are in some sometimes to our own fault, we are very, we are very welcoming people. So if she said, I culturally identify with black, if she started just hanging and she only hung around black people, no, listen, every black neighborhood has a white guy who has fully assimilated himself into our culture. And his name is usually tagged with white or black at the front of his name, but then he's just, Oh yeah. Who white Mike? I know him. And and it's a fine. It's fine. Yeah. Or, or, or black, uh, black Chris, you know, that like, it's fine, but he's not well he can't walk around and tell everybody he's black and then yeah. I'm also not giving him the 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 credence and cadence to be able to say the n-word but right. for this person I can't tell that person that their child is not Latino if they want to say that but I also think that saying they are Latino and dismissing their whiteness was, would, would be doing a disservice to everyone who encountered them and maybe even them because then they maybe get away to to push their privilege to the side and say, but I grew up with a Latinx mother. Okay. But what does that look like for you when she's not there? And how do you engage with people? I don't know. What would you say to that?
1: Yeah. I, I, I mean, I feel like I don't have as much of a authority authoritative voice on that. Um, But I, it is making me think of the one caveat is that like, for example, white, the more clear distinction for me is like the example of white Mike in a black neighborhood. if that Black community has given White Mike an invitation to be part. But if if White Mike was trying to be part of like Navajo Nation and Navajo Nation is like, we don't want white people. We have closed cultural practices. We are not inviting white people in. You white people can't just insert themselves and just be like, "No, I'm white, right. Mike. I'm Navajo, right?" Like that's that doesn't work. Right, right. <laughs> Robin Angel talks if about the, that in her book as well. Yeah, it it only works if the culture that someone's trying to assimilate into or participate into has welcomed that person in.
0: But I also think th- then the the other thing that that and that the, what you're saying also brings up a a, a bigger point is that the white Mike in my neighborhood does not mean he's going to be accepted into every other black neighborhood. So for her child, could he be culturally Latino? Sure. But are other Latin, Latino, Latinx, Latin, Latin people going to see him the same way that you see him? Maybe not. Right. And, and does he get to then exert, because this is where it's important for him to understand his privilege and power as a white person is that, is he going to tell people well no i'm latinx because and is he going to be able to uh, assert
1: the domination over other people by doing so exactly exactly so the sensitivity and even if you feel like you have a right to appropriate still not appropriating as a white person because that's just furthering white domination and and i just always tell people you
0: can't you you like it doesn't extend like even if and and this is this is this this is kind of tangential but even if your if you're a white person and you have black friends and they have given you the go ahead to say the N word because I've had white people tell me that my my black friends don't care if I say the N word. Yeah, those are you, those friends, not yes. me. Don't come over here unless you bring in them with you and then I can have a discussion with them. Yeah. Do not do that. So <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't, if he was, if he says, yes, I'm Latino. I can't take that away from him but understand, you know, me, I'm well, let, I'll use the, the term, you know, black, if this woman, Cynthia, um, who wrote a book about being culturally black, if she came around to me and said, well, I was raised by a black family. I'm black. I would be like, I I don't know how that fits with me because you're Korean and that, and I can't, can I then go and say that the, the opposite and how does that work? Like, I think you have to understand your privilege and your power in the situation always. And in, You know, that's like, I feel like it would be like partly me being like, well, my sister's gay, so I understand what it's like to be gay. No, I do not. I don't because that's not me, but I know somebody who is, but I, when I was raised around, or even if you're, it's the same thing, like if you were raised, or not the same thing, but if you were raised by two dads, do you know, and you are straight, you identify as straight. Would you, could you say, oh no, I was raised in a gay household. I can say whatever I want to gay people. Yeah. No, not necessarily. But would you have more sensitivity for that community? Probably. Yeah. And I hope that that's whatever anybody who's raised in any other different community understands is that, especially as a minority, what it's like to live in this world and be able to understand. Like, I hope him as a white person will understand the, the issues and the, the, the marginalization that other Latinx people face going forward. And then to be an ally to that community because he knows how it affects his family. And then other, therefore he can understand that from the perspective of other people. That's the only thing I hope, whether he can walk around saying it or not doesn't, I can't judge, I can judge, I can't decide for him.
1: Yeah, we hope that we would use it all as a platform for understanding and a platform for doing anti-race work. Like that's that's the goal, to stand that's in the solidarity. It's the goal of everything we see yeah. here. Everything. We
0: can't can, if you yeah. say I'm white and I'm or I'm white but I'm I'm Irish, do it. I can't stop you from it. But if you say I'm Irish and I'm not white, you can still do it.
1: But, but, but it's like pretending money doesn't exist. That's, right. It that's it is. It's pretend exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so. I, that's all we have for this week. So well, I can't I, wait to see you all next week. What One we have more something? thing. Yeah. Okay. So our
1: producer Joe just put in the chat um that, that the casserole was invented by a French Canadian immigrant named Elmire Jolicoeur in 1866. Oh. So. Y'all can't have that either white people. That has been established as well. But, so, But anyways, come at us
0: on TikTok and tell us it Tell us. follow on all of our platforms. Tell yeah. us what you think white culture is, what you think white people have contributed specifically and we're not talking about something that comes we're not talking about beer and you're like nope that's you know
1: irish and german we're talking about white white culture and if you can prove it what did white americans (laughs) invent that specifically white american i would love to hear it we could talk i would love to engage with it for real and see and then
0: also we just
1: go on the spree of debunking
0: all of them but if you do your research we'll come have a conversation yeah
1: (laughs) i'd love to hear it i'd love to hear it all right so we'll sign off and we'll catch you all next next week cheers Bye, y'all. Bye.